0: We'll us again we know it's been a minute (laughs) as we always start uh welcome to uncle johnny and the professor i'm uncle johnny that's the the professor professor. Uh uh-huh and uh we started a podcast back in guess it was 2019 got through a season and was embarking on a season two to get in a plot and plan for that and try to set up production for that. And all of a sudden, just like uh, most things today have been interrupted, we were interrupted by a pandemic that turned into a quarantine and that has rolled into a bunch of other stuff. And we we decided to jump back in today and talk about a little bit of that, maybe have a little bit of catch up. We haven't even had a chance to give a, any commentary much on all that is going on. Just to let everybody know kind of how we're doing, uh kind of what's on our heart, and uh maybe offer some encouragement about you know ways forward uh so maybe we just start right there, like uh just on a catch up vibe, like what's been going on um how you doing uh so branch, how you doing man what's what's going on up there in your neck of the woods? All as well, family and everybody mm-hmm. all as
1: well all as well uh my wife who's um very very strategic in terms of her position at the institution that she serves southeastern baptist theological and the college mm-hmm. at southeastern here wake forest uh she's been working a little more i mean it seemed like the pandemic just upped the ante in terms of what her job uh requirements were so she's mm-hmm. been grinding uh the kids are home Um, They're becoming more of homebodies than I desire, at least my younger ones. Uh, Mm. I want them to be out. You know, our motto at the school here is go. And I want them to be about Mm. what's out there, but that's limited. So I see them, and, uh, yeah, I just can't wait till things open up so they can enjoy life beyond the four walls. Uh, I'm able to soak up a lot more for my dissertation and grind in that. So, uh, man, everything is going good, uh, you know, considering.
0: Okay. Somebody said the audio from Deuce's phone is feeding back. Maybe it's my voice feeding back. So maybe I want to turn yours, turn your volume down a little bit in terms of hearing me. Maybe that might help a little bit. So, cool. Um, and repeat the last part of what you said. I think I didn't catch it because I was, I saw that last online pop up.
1: No, I just said that I'm able to benefit from this from the dissertation standpoint. So.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, so, as far as the teaching and the professor were well, that of slow down
1: that, okay. that finally um, you know, you know, now that um now that that sort of, and I got headphones on now, so um enough, enough. yeah, so, yeah, that's you know, now that that took place, um man, it's going I'm just waiting to see what the summer's gonna bring, I got a lot of mm-hmm. things that
0: I'm trying to get done, so, yeah. All as well. Cool, cool, cool. So any other things? I mean, again, we went through some really drastic moments like life changed, like the planet changed. It wasn't just America, but things changed on the whole planet. Like anything of note um for you just personally that you would we would share in light of uh the pandemic, the mm-hmm. quarantine. Yeah. I know you talked about niche and work wise, but anything else? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, let me say this. <clears throat> it's so funny. Some time ago, I began to get a little concerned that things were going too well for everyone. Um, I just saw people, everybody seemed to be flying to friendly skies. They were standing in front of audiences getting rave you know, applause. Uh, people were putting out this, that, and the other. Uh, it just seemed like things were coasting. And I said to myself, I used to actually pray against us almost. I was, I was praying that God. I used to tell someone, I said, it feels like we need to collectively go into exile because God needs our collective attention. It's as though God. I just wanted God to sort of level all of us, and because unity was what we were all striving for, we were all after this unity. And I said, man, it seems like you have to be unified in a in a common problem so that you join together to solve a, you know, in, in pursuit of a common solution. It seemed like yeah. the unifying piece in the early church was that they all had embraced the Lord Jesus, with put, which put them at odds with both the Jewish community at that time, at least the ones that did not embrace uh, Jesus as Messiah, and the, the again, the Greco-Roman world, that again, did not see Jesus as who he claimed to be. And so it was like they they all, whether you were rich or whether you were poor, whether you were, you know, dark or you were light, if you had Christ in common, you found yourself plagued by similar things. And so mm-hmm. they came together and saw that as, you know, you see that in Uh, in Acts chapter two, where it says they just like the have started sharing with the have nots because we have Christ in common and we can't turn to anyone else for that. Uh, And you Mm. see that all throughout the book of Acts. You see people sharing something because they share Christ. Philippians two, if there's any koinonia, fellowship, commonness that comes from the spirit in Christ, then have this kind of mind, a humility Mm. that keeps your unity together. So I prayed And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. like in Home Alone, remember Home Alone 1? He said, make Mm -hmm. my family disappear. And then he woke up (laughs) and his family was gone. And he said, Mm -hmm. I guess I made my family disappear. I didn't think I did it. uh, But I thought it was Mm -hmm. interesting that the pandemic almost did what I hoped exile, figuratively speaking, would do. And that is that everyone would be forced to change or stop what they were doing in reconsidering that our unity, I think pastors started pastoring more. Uh, You know, they weren't able to travel Mm -hmm. as much. They weren't able to just go here and there and and just like exploit their popularity. It seems like they all had to shut down for once. And the congregations Mm -hmm. actually benefited from a nearness of pastors that they probably Mm -hmm. hadn't been used to experiencing. I think parents were around their kids in a way that they hadn't been. And so the kids benefited from a nearness of parents and uh, mm-hmm. every time we turn around, there was something that we got. We started learning that uh, even though we have devices, now uh, we actually want flesh and blood people instead of virtual mm. communities and yeah, screens, yeah. which, you know, people are on mm. virtual and screens. Now, don't you miss a flesh and blood person? I miss mm-hmm. you, I miss being able to drop Just down to give, and somebody
0: say, give somebody a adapt. hug,
1: give somebody a hug. give them a you know? And uh, mm-hmm. so I think the pandemic to me, um, actually, has gotten us at a place where we can reset and calibrate, so that mm. some of the things we need for the for such a time as this, we can only get together. And Lord knows, this is the time when we need that.
0: Mm. Amen, amen. It's interesting that you bring that up because I think my side of it, as I recap all that has happened, and it's been so much, for me personally, it's felt like blow after blow after blow that hasn't stopped. It's just like, you know, we woke up one day and the whole world changed and we were all forced to kind that's of change and to live this new life that none of us could have ever imagined. Like, you could, mm-hmm. if you would have told me 10 years ago, all of a sudden, something's gonna happen in the world that's gonna make everybody have to stop, shut down and be in their homes. Like, no jobs, no school, no nothing, like, I would have never believed that. And so right. I right. think just trying to adjust to that alone um, was tough enough. But on top of that, I think some of the initial stuff that happened, some of the fears and anxieties, I think I've confessed to having like anxiety issues over the years. Like I think even on my album, I came out on my album talking about, you know, that's what held up the dash from coming out all those years, as I ended up going through some anxiety disorder issues that kind of right. just halted my life in some ways. So mm-hmm. every now and then, you know, I have to fight that stuff. And so I was even thinking about, I remember when, you know, the whole COVID thing first happened, the whole thing was about people who had like pre existing conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a, you might hear me start coughing mm-hmm. in a few minutes that I just can't control. I have mm-hmm. like a cough and a respiratory allergy issue that comes back a couple times a year that just no cures, no answers, no nothing. I've had to Mm. just kind of suffer through it. Um, But that's one. And then I'm diabetic as well. And so just the fear of man, it's this thing out here that we can't see that we can't, you know, nobody can see it coming. How do you protect yourself from it? That was the early stages of what we kind of went through and just fearing not just for myself, but for my family and for my wife and uh mm-hmm. but just beginning to again ground ourselves in the scriptures, ground ourselves mm-hmm. in trusting the Lord who is able to protect and who is able to keep us. And then just, you know, like you said, even allowing things like this to increase our faith. I think my faith deepened. I watched the faith of my family deepen, probably a lot due to my own you know, disobedience, like I'll confess just like what you talked about, all of a sudden my relationships with my kids deepened because I wasn't as busy, like we were all home together and all the neglected stuff, the time that should be spent, more time that should be spent in the scriptures and in prayer and making sure they understand the gospel like we had time for it now. And so all the things I was hoping to get at spent years and years of appealing to a world, but probably guilty of not spending enough time really mining away, you know, with mm. my kids, making sure they mm. understand the depths of the gospel in ways that they right. can understand Well, those things right. started happening. And man, it's been, it's been a glorious time around here in times in ways that I have really a lot of peace and joy about, you know, what they understand and where they are and their growth. Uh, so just family time, I think has been good, but at the same time, there's been another side of it. Like I was saying, blow after blow, all of a sudden, my father-in-law, ends up getting sick now. Again, they're back in Philadelphia. Mm. So the interesting thing that New York became the epidemic, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, The I'm sorry, the epicenter for, you know, the pandemic, and then all of a sudden the next destination was Philly, kind of became uh, a hot spot for it. Like, and so, you know, worried about all the family at home, my mother and my, my, um, my in-laws and my sister and all of them, but my father-in-law, ends up having to go to the hospital for uh, pneumonia and ends up in there, you know, and this is heart wrenching man. having to drop loved ones off at a hospital and nobody can go in with them. They have to be there and fight that stuff alone. Mm. And that was his story. And this was somebody we loved deeply. This was a man of of men, man, like this dude, mm manhood came out of his pores. He was a great example of what it meant to be a man and to be a father man and to love his children and the sacrifice for him. And for him, you know, at this time when he needed somebody, nobody could really be there for him. And so he's in the hospital alone and uh, then ends up after three tests of COVID, no COVID, then all of a sudden ends up with COVID on the third test and then starts recovering and he's on his way you know, out of there one weekend, and the next thing we know, we get word that things took a bad turn and he passes away. You know, mm-hmm. passes away without any contact from my wife. If anybody knows my wife, y'all know mm-hmm. how, like my wife is the most softest, tender, gentle flower. Like, so to watch, you know, this have to happen to her father, someone her, she loved and had such a great relationship with, was tough, not just on her, but it was tough on me, you know, having mm-hmm. to be able to love and minister to her th- um, during that time. Mm -hmm. And so if that wasn't tough enough, not being able to go home, like we Mm -hmm. couldn't go back to Philly because, you Mm -hmm. know, it was advised at that time, like, we don't know what's going on. They shutting down bridges. They, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going on and it's bad. And Mm -hmm. so then having to not be able to grieve properly, bro, Mm -hmm. to have to go Mm -hmm. through that and to have to have a Zoom with her brother Mm -hmm. Zooming at the funeral home, like her dad kind of laying in the casket, Mm -hmm. that was... That was difficult man right i think one of the most hardest conversations was having to tell my children this was the first death that they encountered and they didn't even encounter it because there was no connection to it like no real grieving process at that age no going to a funeral no being able to teach them no being able to see the body in the casket no being able to go to internment and put a body in the grave and so it was it was hard on them but um i think the lord did something through that and still you know, allowed them to grow. I think, in, again, deep in their faith immediately had them have to lean on the stuff that they were learning and make it all the more real. So mm-hmm. the gospel presentations now were mm-hmm. thicker. You know what I mean? I know, you know, mean more, the words mean more as they understood that. So, anyway, I don't know. I don't yeah. want to go on nah. and on and on, but it was nah. blow after blow, man. Yeah. And, you know, If that wasn't enough, wife gets furloughed, you know what I mean? And I'm already in a time where I'm kind of like in between projects, figuring out my next moves, and now she's end up furloughed. So it's just all this blow after blow after blow. Then my father in Philadelphia gets sick and has to Mm. go into the hospital for operations. Mm. He has uh, diabetes, has to get toes amputated, and I can't go home. Mm. I'm all he's got. Mm. I'm all he's got. And my Mm. friends in the medical community plead with me, like, don't come home, bro. It's bad here. Like, Mm. it's bad. And you with those Mm. pre-existing conditions, you don't need to be here. Mm. But this is my dad. So now I feel like a coward. Mm. Are you Mm. a coward, bro? Like, how you not going to go home? But I thank God for his Mm. grace and his mercy, man. My best friend in the world, Kevin Brown, Pastor Kevin Brown there in Superville, uh, I actually cared for my dad, put himself, his life on the line, like took my mm. dad to the hospital, had his operations, mm. brought him home, cared for him, made mm. sure he was good, and my dad recovered well. It was just an in and out kind of thing. As crazy as that sounds, to have your toes amputated on an outpatient kind of thing, but mm. that was that. And so, anyway, it hasn't stopped, Deuce. It's been that after yeah. that, and I could just go on with yeah. more stories after more stories. But I do thank the Lord that, again, I feel... I feel strengthened, bro. I feel like um, sometimes you know how things happen. You don't even know what you stand in need of until you're in need. You know what I mean? And I that's, I feel that's... like my faith has been deepened. I'm trusting the Lord in ways that I haven't. I got some important stuff coming up. My dad is, you know, still got some challenges ahead. I'm going to have to go rescue him and probably bring him this way. But y'all be praying for, for me and my dad. I think I am going to have to take a trip this time. And I, I don't. I don't feel good about it, but uh, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to trust more in my convictions and my faith than my fears uh, this Mm -hmm. go round. But uh, y'all keep me in prayer on that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's been part Mm -hmm. of, I guess, what I've been going through with the pandemic and just the quarantine, having to be in, trying to keep us, you know – kids start getting cabin fever yeah, and yeah, yeah, people start yeah. rushing back, you know, Nancy, nation Nancy. starts rushing back to try to Nancy. get the economy going again, people going mm-hmm. back to work and all of that, but mm-hmm. trying to be mm-hmm. very wise about mm-hmm. that stuff and encourage, mm-hmm. and encourage wisdom um, mm-hmm. in those matters so that we don't, you know, we do what is what is wise, so that yeah. we don't put ourselves in harm's way and others in harm's way, and so I don't know, that's kind of been What's going on? And again, I guess if that wasn't enough, and then Ahmaud Arbery <laughs> happens, and that's just like another blow to the heart. You know, I, I know that one hit me hard to have to watch that. I think I I posted something about it. to have to watch that one, and then George Floyd. Like, it seemed like there was something very different about those because, I don't know, like some of the other ones, it wasn't that they weren't just as heart wrenching. But yeah. to watch those men actually transition was was unbearable almost like that was that was incredible so crazy how about you man what what happened like where were you what did how did the george floyd hit you because that one that one did something to me i think i tried to express it in a post where i was just like this one i feel like i don't know why but it was different and it's going to cost i felt like it was going to cost me something And so it's interesting because after that, it seemed like it affected everybody that way. But I'm just curious what what was going Mm -hmm. on in your heart doing that. Yeah. So I don't want to be super spiritual or cliche,
1: but uh, let me let me let me cobble together a couple of, I think, sayings and scriptures and analogies to help understand Mm -hmm. this. In the NBA or any sport, there's a difference between people who've been there before and mm-hmm. people who haven't. So they'll say, yeah. you know, because a team can have all the talent and let's say it'll be young, a young team that, you know, they got all the talent, but they've never been there before. Uh, mm-hmm. Or a boxer, or, you know, whatever. Some some limelight that exposes, if you've never been here before, it makes a difference. It makes a difference if mm-hmm. you've been here before. And I just believe that uh, that, uh, that ministers of the gospel, who's made their lives like decade after decade in matters of life and death, we preach mm-hmm. a gospel that's actual. It's not just our superstition. Mm-hmm. It's really right. about sinners, and sinners die, and sinners die because of sin, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and that that the gospel is the answer. It it at some point when you're bombarded with the reality of mm-hmm. that actual truth that sin mm-hmm. leads to death, and the only hope is the gospel. Uh, you. You 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 enter into it differently. You enter into mm. it like somebody who's been there before. It's almost right, like the right. difference. You don't just lose it, even though death. You never should get used to it, and you should never right. get right. complacent and flipping about. It. Like ah, but people mm. die. No, not that. But it's mm. something about going and having been there before, and your life being about the gospel, and your life being mm. about death, and your life being about life as a remedy for death. That mm. I, I went into it like. Man, I'm a minister. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I I. don't panic at this moment. I don't freak mm-hmm. out at this moment. But my heart is heavy in this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost also, you know, again, this idea of, you know, a mother knows the cry of a baby differently. The nurturer, the key nurturer, mm-hmm. it has their ears attuned to yeah. the ears. The legitimate and <laughs> like mm-hmm. so, moms know the legitimate cry from the whiny tantrum, and mm-hmm. I sometimes I feel like our people who knew the legitimate cries of our uh, people, talk about black people in communities. We've been crying about things. We've been talking mm. about the unfair treatment, mm. the disproportionate mm. treatment. We've been mm. talking about the fact that America has adapted its way to maintain a a, a, a hierarchy, a hierarchy that doesn't reflect unity, that the church mm. has often not leveled up, has, hasn't leveled the, the, the playing field. And we've been talking about it. Community, saying I'm telling you, they treat us differently. They police us differently. They deal with us differently. And now I feel like the voice has been legitimized. Every Mm. now and then a father will say, oh, he's all right. Then the doctor will say, no, I'm glad the mom said, bring him in. Because when she brought him in, like, if we would have listened to you, dad, you would have actually made matters worse. Same thing. It's almost like society now and the globe has said, amen. They're not not just complaining. They're not just whining. They're not just Mm. saying things are bad because they are uh, this is a tantrum this is reflective of something true and i just believe that that george floyd and it being captured providentially on tape after many have been captured i believe that this has brought a, a legitimacy to the complaint the nfl said we were wrong we should have listened yeah you now know, that one like,
0: right that NASCAR. one was a doozy oh my goodness yeah NASCAR, NASCAR, NASCAR has has yesterday black,
1: like say, and so it's now, like, I'm
0: down here in the world. Well, you're down here in the world of NASCAR right. too. Right. But like yeah, that's you. Whew, you, you in the backyard. That's major. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so
1: it's almost like as much as this is grievous, it's almost like Emmett Till's mom. No. Mm-hmm.
0: Look at it for what it really is. Yeah, Everybody like don't ask it. Show the picture, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't sweeten it. Let the world see it. Mm-hmm. Loop it. Let the
1: mm-hmm. world hear and see. Mm-hmm. This is what we're saying mm-hmm. now. What you gonna do about it? And I believe that the whole world has, at least for a moment, shown us we will give, will echo the complaint, mm-hmm. so that we can hope to demand the solution. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm that's how it, that's how. And it. I think
0: it's interesting too because right now, and again, we won't try to recap everything. I think there's so much going on elsewhere beyond our voices that have said so much. I don't think we have to try to do a color commentary and recap on it all. But I do think it's amazing that what you just said has resounded around the world. Like this hasn't just been something that has resonated in the hearts of just Americans. Like this is resounding around the world. People are saying enough of this, even in our country. And uh, I think that is pretty, uh, that's pretty amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So one of the things I was saying, so maybe since I don't think we have to give a blow-by-blow a blow color commentary of everything that has happened over the past three months, maybe right now, based on where we are, there's a lot of people asking about, you know, like, what's next? Like, what's some thoughts about maybe uh, moving forward? And uh, before we even start offering that, in light of what I was saying about the blow-by-blow, in light of all that's been going on, sometimes I feel like I'm in a whirlwind, man, and I want to confess, I feel like I don't have all the answers. I feel like I'm concussed some days. I don't know if you feel that. Like, you know how a concussed person, you go into a game or something, and you're the running back, and you get hit with a hard hit, and maybe in your helmet, and all of a sudden, you got them them birds chirping, and you almost like, where am I? I'm on a sideline, or I'm on a field. You know what I mean? Sometimes right, right. I I feel like that as it relates to this issue. There's been so many issues. Even as I hear you, we can't recount the, the many times that we've been saying this over the years. I know, even for me, as a young man, 12 years old, I think I, uh, I tell this story often. I grew a distrust of the police because I was hauled off to jail, wrongly, not for what I think was like this, overt, racism where somebody was like, carry that nigga to jail, but. St- what I think was implicit bias based on the police officer. I was like asked to go to a a, um, park to play football. Next thing I know, it was white guys in the neighborhood in a suburban neighborhood in South Jersey that invited us to a field to play football. And next thing I know, it really was an invite to a fight where they had knives and stuff. So we were attacked with knives, got away somehow, but you know, got away by fighting and it didn't go well for them. Next thing, Mm. I'm home and the cops are at my house saying he beat up my son. I'm telling the cop, he pulled a knife on me. I just defended myself. Cop doesn't hear me at all. So again, this is what we're talking about. And I don't think that this cop was necessarily racist, but this is what it is. Mm -hmm. When we start talking about systemic racism and we talk about implicit bias, it's this idea that Mm -hmm. clearly what this black kid is telling me is not credible. This white mom and this white kid, this ha- he has to be the one that was wrong. So I gotta get handcuffed, paraded around the neighborhood like a criminal and taken to jail while what my testimony was that I've been attacked by a knife gets nothing. They do nothing to them. I end up in jail waiting for my mom to get off work. And then they don't let me go, Deuce. They don't mm. let me go until my mom wow. threatens to press charges mm. on them. Now, all of a mm. sudden, we all can go, and it's all kind of washed away. If you do that mm. at age 12, if that happens to you at 12 and you feel like like and I'm not saying that again, the officer was bad, but we know there's bad officers out there we've seen it enough, but I'm just saying right. there's even levels to it it's not just it's not just those that are being killed it's just it's also just the inequity of even my voice saying, "Help me, you know what I mean it wasn't right. it wasn't right. me and so. Right. And then right. I could go on and on a life of being at parties where cops show up and put you on the ground with guns to the back of head, all of that kind of stuff. But mm. anyway, right. um, so right. what's the way forward? <laughs> Some of the ways forward, I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? I think I'll share a verse. Let me, let me share this verse. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. You and I, in 2018, I got invited to uh, Gordon-Conwell to have a conversation with some white leaders from the city, some pastors, and some other Christian leaders, and then they asked me to bring in some black Christian leaders, some young black Christian leaders, and have a talk about race. And this was one of the verses that you know the Lord had put on my heart back then that I think is is even more, probably more apropos right now. Um, but yeah. one of them is Ephesians four, chapter. I'm sorry, Ephesians four, verse twenty-five, and this is Paul, and he says, therefore. Having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. We are mm-hmm. members of one another. And I think it's interesting. I'm going to read another verse in Zechariah because some scholars believe that Paul actually mined that. In other words, he he wrote that verse with um, Zechariah 8:16 and 17 in mind. But just this idea of we talking about ways forward. One of the things I'm encouraged about is it seems like there's a grand opportunity now for us to speak the truth to one another. Like, whereas other times you couldn't seem to get an ear. People were dividing on sides of the aisle, Um, not just the aisle of Congress, but the aisles of the church, you know, where we couldn't even give each other the benefit of the doubt to hear each other and to speak the truth hopefully in love, but to also with the understanding Paul says that we are members of one another. The Bible tells us that we are made of one man. We are one human being. We are all um, created in the image of God. We're image bearers and we need to be able to speak to one another, um, as neighbors on the basis of the fact that we are members of one another. Um, I think I like the fact that I like, um, what Zechariah 8:16 and 17 does? I think it gives a little more color to this, and that those verses say, "These are the things that you should do." So God prophetically is speaking to his people during this time, and saying, "This is what you should do: speak the truth to one another, render in your gates judgments that are true, and make for peace. Mm. Do not devise evil in your hearts against one another, and love no false oath." For all mm-hmm. these things I hate that cares the Lord. So again, mm-hmm. even in the Old Testament, that same concept of speak the truth to one another. If we're thinking about mm-hmm. ways forward, I think I see it somewhat. I'm encouraged by what I see happening. It seems like mm-hmm. it's happening in some ways, but I think we need to really press down on it, this idea of speaking the truth to one another. And I think that's truth wherever we find it. And one of the truths I would say that we got to speak to one another is about our beloved America. Mm. I think, you know, these ideas about America, these grandiose ideas that we only say, but we only can speak positive things about America. I don't think that I don't think that's helpful. I don't think that's fruitful. And I don't think that's truth. I think there's some truths about America that a lot of people are waking up to the fact of, like you said, what we've been saying has been happening. But the truth is, it's who we've been. This is not some event that just happened we're not just going back to slavery. This is something that is continued all the way up until the day to the point where even George Floyd's situation was a straw that broke the the camel's back in some people's mind. Mm. But the scriptures are saying, speak the truth to one another." another. Another one is this idea of rendering in your gates judgments that are true. Uh, And that make for peace. That's something that I I paid special attention to as I started thinking. Everybody's trying to think of what to do. Like I said in that post a few weeks ago, I was like, man, this is going to cost me something. You know, we live in a land that's based on laws. And so even right here, I think the Lord is encouraging this idea of render, create judgments, create laws that are true, that produce justice and that hopefully lead to peace. Everybody's going around with this chant, you know, these chants, it's not the first time we've heard this. These are old chants, no justice, no peace. You know, people are crying for justice. I think justice is something that is very dear and close to the Lord's hope heart, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but justice with the hope that we can bring peace. You know, right Mm -hmm. now there's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of anger right now. Well, one of the ways forward, I think that could bring uh, some peace is if we render in our courts render judgments um, in our courts that make for peace and don't right. devise in our hearts evil against one another, mm. and I think that goes both ways I think there's opportunity uh for people to take advantage and I think that's on on every side i think uh I think we're seeing some of the evil that has been uh devised against black people for years mm-hmm. that has gone unheard and not paid attention to. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I think black people have to be careful just because of our place, just because of our habitation and our destination that we can't do the opposite and begin now to plot evil against those who have oppressed us. This is not, that's not the Christian way. That's not mm-hmm. a follower of Christ's way. So we need to be mm-hmm. pay special attention mm-hmm. I think to those things as well. Mm. A few other points in that passage is, uh, and love no false oath. I think there's another uh, um, version, I think the NLT might say, stop telling lies that you swear are the truth. I think in that Ephesians 4.25, that verse starts that way too in other translations like, Stop telling lies. And the ESV, it says, put away all falsehood. And I think this is the way forward, too. We have to, what I, just like I said a minute ago, we have to tell the truth about America. Not to leave her in ultimate shame, but to tell the truth. I think God does something special uh, with this type of confession. Um, when we're able to tell the truth, that scripture says, stop telling lies that you swear are the truth we make these false oaths about America, you know, and I gotta, you know, speak truth and and say it plainly. Like I've always hated this concept of make America great again. You know, there's a lot of people who, who maybe fight against that, that I probably wouldn't agree with them on everything and about how they look at their fight against that. But Mm -hmm. I hate that because I too would have to agree that America hasn't always been great to a certain group of people. And I think we need to say that in harmony together. And that's one of the things I'm encouraged about too, as I'm watching these protests and I'm watching, you know, even people that I thought would never hold up a Black Lives Matter, um, you know, sign are saying the same thing. You know, let's stop, let's tell the truth about who we've been. I think that's an important step in healing and going forward. Confession is, I think, very important. did you want to jump in anywhere? I had some other things I want to share, but I'll, I'll take a break for a second. Um, well, a couple of things. Um,
1: are you talking to the church? Are you talking to America? Are you talking to both in that what's good for the church is good for America? What's good for America? It like, what, like, how do you, how do you see this conversation? Yeah. Because Sometimes we read passages where God is talking to his people who are in a unique Mm -hmm. arrangement. And I'm just wondering how you would answer the person who's wondering,
0: like, to what degree is this? Yeah, I would think that the church has the opportunity and the obligation to lead in this. Like, I think God speaks to his people first. I think if we look at scriptures like Psalm 50, I think Mm -hmm. it's interesting how that passage goes. God has something to say to the believer and the Mm -hmm. unbeliever alike. And he starts out, let me talk to those of the household of faith first, Mm -hmm. those who name my name. Let me deal with you Mm -hmm. first. This is what my issue is with you. And then afterwards, I think he deals with those who would not name his name. Um, So I would say, um, when you ask me who I'm talking to, I think, firstly, I think the church has the obligation to hear what I'm saying first. I think the church needs to take the lead, and speaking the truth to one another, I think mm-hmm. that's been part of the I think that's been part of the dilemma and part of the frustration is that in the church, we haven't been able to say the same thing together. Some of these things have been pleaded in the church over and over again, and I think they've fallen on deaf ear, or they've been turned into some other type of plea that wasn't the plea. You know, when I think about Mm. how even, you know, the Colin Kaepernick situation was co-opted and turned into something else about the flag and other stuff, like in the same way, I think, you know, the church has, I think the church has been wanting in this area. Mm. And so I think firstly, we can speak to one another. We can speak the truth to one another as folks who are members of one another and have an obligation to hear and to love and care about kind of what we say. Well, let me jump in. So can
1: I just confess that I agree with everything that you're saying, I agree with what is being, um, the thing I hear most is the right assessment of what's wrong So in other words, there's a group that I don't like. So you're right. There's a group that doesn't want to speak truth. They want to, Mm -hmm. you know, they want to romanticize everything. They want to romanticize America. They want to romanticize, you know, America where it's been, where it's gone. They want to sort of downplay where it's been as though it's in the past. And like it hasn't had reverberating effects, that it doesn't still show up. Uh, Some deny that there's a systemic and a very deliberate, like, way to try to keep things the way they are. Uh, And so I do think that's one thing. But if we can agree on the nature of this calamity that we all are affected by, I think mm-hmm. that's what the world is saying. The u- unanimously, please, like even beyond America's borders, people are saying we have we're solid. There's solidarity with you, and they're raising up signs with declarations that say we agree that again, there's a problem. We agree that one of the problems is not recognizing that certain lives matter. That in, in this particular case, Black lives matter. Um, You know, and like there's a, there's this universal to me. I'm hearing a lot of right outrage, uh, appropriate outrage. I'm hearing a lot of right diagnosis about what's wrong. We've been telling Mm y'all what's wrong. And I've been Mm -hmm. hearing people shouting the, uh, some, their, their version of the remedy. So I have been hearing that. Let me tell you what I do want to throw in. I don't believe we have considered that even when God visits something that's so universally relevant to all, in other words, we're all mm-hmm. affected. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think we think it's time for the people who are at fault to repent. Certainly there's nothing for me to repent from. I, agree. And I, I, think, agree. God, I think God has this unique way of addressing people who are not to blame for things in their lives that he also wants to address. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean by that. <clears throat> in Joel, the book of Joel, the prophet Joel, mm-hmm. we it starts out by saying, hear this, you elders, give ear all inhabitants of the land. Has such a thing happened in your days Or in the days of your fathers, tell your children of it. Let your children tell their children and their children to another generation. What the cutting locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. What the swarming locust left, the hopping locust has eaten. And what the hopping locust left, the destroying locust has eaten. And it's almost like what he starts off doing is saying, hey, look around. Everybody is being affected by... like the same thing you're being you're all being affected by what's taking place he says but i want you to get the people who aren't to blame and rally them up with the people who may be the blame in other words the from the elders to all inhabitants take a look around Mm -hmm. everybody can see i'm doing something now the question is like in Egypt, where God began to delineate Goshen from Egypt, so it was almost like I'm doing something, but I'ma separate my people so that it won't be dark in your land. It'll be dark in just Egypt, right? But in Goshen, there was light. You know what I'm saying? Or there was the the the, the plagues won't touch you, but it will touch them. But you remember when it got to the Passover, everyone had the same issue. All of you need a substitute for sin. I have been delineating up until this point. Now what I'm about to do is going to address everyone. Same thing, back to Joel. God says, I'm, this is an equal opportunity affliction. He mm-hmm. says, awake you drunkards, weep and wail. All you drinkers of wine, skip down. <clears throat> a nation is coming up against my land. It's powerful. It's laid waste the vine. Lament like a virgin. And I'm skipping through just to give you these little pieces because Mm -hmm. what it does is it begins to say everybody is affected. Awake. Lament like a virgin. The grain offering and the drink offerings cut off from the house. Priests mourn. The ministers of the Lord. The fields are destroyed. Be ashamed tillers of the soil. The vine dries up. Pomegranates and palms and apples and trees are all dried up. Put on sackcloth. Lament, O priests. Well, ministers, go in, put on sackcloth, ministers of my God, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land. In other words, sometimes I get the sense that right now we know that we've been the victims in terms of the system against black lives. Right. But when God decides to remedy it, sometimes I think what he's what we think is he's going to overlook the fact that with one affliction, he can tighten up everybody at the same time. In other words, everyone everyone should right now be Hmm. not just calling a a solemn assembly because of the sin of America, quote unquote, not me. Everyone right now should take advantage of this opportunity to drop down and say, God, deal with all of us right now. Matter Mm -hmm. of fact, like, you know, the prophets were the ones like, hey, God's getting ready to judge, like, because of what the nation is doing. But when the exile came, they were whisked off, too. In other words, Mm -hmm. I, I don't hear enough of God is going to capitalize on this moment to calibrate all of us. He's going to deal with all of our errors and all of our sins. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to equivocate, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to like folk get take the blame off of the specific oh, inflict, right. you know, affliction, you know, right. um, you know, issues. Because I was going to think that yeah, go ahead. remedy, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, as far as remedy, right. like what, like, like when it's time for remedy, do we think mm-hmm. God is going to say? So let me just fix the people who did this. No, God often does more. He like he he doesn't just do it. He overdoes it. He doesn't and, just deal with the one. He deals with the all, even though it wasn't the, it's somebody in particular that may have brought the issue to light. But in God dealing, he deals more broadly than just with the original culprits. He deals I agree with, with everyone.
0: You. I agree with you. There have been times, more recent times, um, that I've worried about um, these same things, like to the point where I've seen, like there's almost like a black righteousness being Mm -hmm. exported in light of these Mm -hmm. things, in light of the fact that we have been victims, almost like we get the right to do anything and say anything Mm -hmm. as if Mm -hmm. we're not um, in need of the same amount of grace that's right. going to be extended to those who have been oppressors. And so right. I, I, I concur with you. Now, the one part that I think is kind of nuanced that I want you to. So some people would say, well, we got to be really careful because that's part of what's been leveled at, like, black people, y'all ain't special. Like, why don't y'all just, I mean, y'all have the same type of things that face y'all that faced everybody. I think Dr. King was like, there's been no other people in this land of America who have been slaves. You know, he was Mm -hmm. making the case because somebody was saying, I think it was an interview, you you familiar with that Mm -hmm. one? Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, the Irish, the such and such, there's all these immigrants that have come here and kind of pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. And so again, while at the same time, you know, agreeing with what you're saying, I think there is something unique to lean into in terms of the truth telling of what has happened to the African American in America, and why America has been great, would you mm-hmm. agree? Facts in okay. uh, I'm like I said, I'm I'm in agreement
1: with everything that everyone is saying. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I'm just looking at when God brings something right. so so widespread that we're affected. He, he levels the
0: whole. He levels he everybody. It. Nobody gets. Nobody escapes. Right,
1: but, and and but yeah. I think I I get the sense that. We don't think that way, by and large. By and large, I think we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, let's... Because I have not heard us hold in tension the fact that as God uses this in particular, look, it called Like, the Bible says Noah found favor when God was going to universally destroy. So he did Mm -hmm. not destroy Noah. But Noah's Mm -hmm. life was ransacked. And Noah... Mm -hmm had, like you said, had to reckon with the fact that I'm a recipient of grace. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, it's sometimes we, like, in other words, how does the church help the screaming world who doesn't know this grace? They don't understand Mm -hmm. I'm in need of Mm -hmm. grace too. Like, again, people are are just mad and they think they're right for being mad. And they are, like, I understand Mm -hmm. the anger. Mm -hmm. But when you start thinking about remedy. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like what like right, with, right, right. how like cuz sometimes you get mad at the Lord like but I didn't ask you to like to deal with me right now the problem right. is with them and it's like right. yeah, but when but when I do what I do I right. do it in such a way that multiple things get addressed. Um <clears> and I'm just I I just don't hear the leaders. Now somebody could say, this is not time for that. But you know, I've heard that for the last five years because in Mm. some circles with every death, we're reminded that this is part of the problem of America's sin against black people. And I Mm. think that's true. But when Mm. it's time to address it from a, you know, when when it's time to address that sin, the Bible says this, when someone like sins against you, right? Or you feel like you need to point out a sin? Don't forget you've got a plank in your eye. Amen, amen, Like you know, and so the idea here is, I guess I'm looking forward to hearing us talk. Like God is going to seize this opportunity to calibrate the whole shebang.
0: Hmm. Amen, amen,
1: You know, you know, it's like the cat that says, "Man, I'm." You know what? I wanted you to just address my tooth. And then they went in and they looked at your tooth. They're like, well, we can't just address the tooth because, you know, you actually have a problem with your jaw, right? And mm. we can't just address the jaw because you actually have a problem. And they start dealing with more than you ask them to get involved in. And I just think that mm. I don't. I, sometimes I, I think we're, pre- we're prepared for, The more, you know, the what gets uncovered that God says, while we're at it, while we're dealing with them,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm going to also deal with some things that I need to address in you. Mm. And I just don't know if I'm hearing people anticipate that God just is that kind of God to Mm -hmm. to overdo it you know to overdo it and say i gotta deal with you too and i'm like Mm -hmm. why like why why bring me into this and though we shouldn't be the ones like you know we shouldn't point out hey we'll deal with them too i just have Mm -hmm. a feeling god is saying but Mm -hmm. i have the right to deal with you too so watch me work
0: you know i'm just and i think That's what's going to be important uh, moving forward is that people have to have that framework that God has the authority to speak to us that way. Because sometimes I think even in our anger and in all that has happened to us, I don't even know. Sometimes I feel like, man, can God even get in here and say, well, I have the ability to want to check you too, even in this moment, you know what I mean, and still be right and just and loving. And so, yeah, I think that's important. You know, I think that's why part of what I think I'm saying about this whole idea of truth-telling, speaking the truth to one another, is this idea of calling us all together, which I was saying I think the church can take the lead in this, is being able to confess together and say the same thing. Right. Because, again, we're talking about America. Like, again, if this was just individuals having their own... But we're talking about America's problem and America's problem from its inception. I think there's mm-hmm. a there's an example that I think we can learn from. Again, I don't think it's a, like an equivalent, like perfect, like this is a prophecy for America. But I think the story of Jacob has always fascinated me, Deuce, because, again, it's Genesis, what, chapter 27? Um, it goes on. You check it out, y'all, you know, when you get a second. But this Jacob y'all know the story well if you don't read it, but this is a, a person who stole his brother's birthright. Uh, Esau was the one who was supposed to have the birthright. And Jacob connived also with his mom to steal the birthright from his brother, uh, went to his father and lied. His father doesn't have good sight anymore. And his father asked, who are you? You know, is this time for this blessing? And he lies and says, I'm Esau. And so he lies. And what's interesting is, later on in the coming chapters, Esau Mm -hmm. says something interesting that I missed for years. He goes to his father afterwards to inquire about the blessing. And his dad informs him, like, I gave it to your brother. Your brother lied and deceived me, and I gave it to him. And Esau says, oh, my goodness. He's become true to his name, because that's what the name Jacob means. It means supplanter. And supplanter means like almost like the trickster, the one who kind of usurps uh, something from somebody else, usually by force or by trickery. And Esau basically says, it's not just what he did. It's who he is. Like, he's come true to his name. And Mm -hmm. I think this is something, this is part of the truth telling that I think we're gonna go through in America and I think that'll be healthy for our healing. We all need to say together, the only reason, and again, I'm gonna say something controversial. The only reason America is great is because it's been the supplanter. It's taken advantage of its brother from its beginning. Like that's the reason why it's ever been, slavery was the reason why we become great. And it wasn't just then. It continued through (laughs) slavery, Jim Crow, reconstruction, Mm -hmm. all the way into redlining, Mm -hmm. mass incarceration. We could keep going Mm -hmm. and going. It never stopped. Mm -hmm. That's why it's always interesting to hear people talk about, when you're going to get over it? When you're going to get over slavery? I'm going to get over it when you realize it didn't stop. That's part of the cry right now. With the George Mm -hmm. Floyd awakening is that it never stopped. And the truth is, it's not just some event. Like Jacob, it's who we are. It's become mm-hmm. our name. Mm-hmm. And so as the story goes on, Jacob continues to be who he is. He goes through all these, this journey. And it comes a point where now he's on this journey and his brother, he gets wind that his brother's coming for what he thinks is revenge. And so he has this episode where he ends up wrestling with an angel or wrestling with the lord and something else interesting happens so at first his earthly father asks him what's your name jacob lies and says esau he doesn't confess the truth and say i'm jacob the supplanter so now he's wrestling with god and god does something incredible and asks jacob what's your name as if he doesn't know his name But there's something amazing God does with confession. Jacob says, I'm Jacob. In other words, I'm the supplanter. (laughs) I'm the one who took advantage of my brother. And God does something awesome. He says, no more is your name, Jacob. Your name's now Israel. And the amazing thing about God is God's not only able to give new names, Giving given Jacob the new name, actually get, created a new nation. And I think that's what America's in need of. That's why I'm saying, if we could say it together, let's say who she is, not to leave us in shame and not for revenge, because in that story, Esau actually doesn't enact revenge on his brother. He gives his brother grace. Grace. That's what we're going to need going forward, too. We're going to need justice. We're going to need truth. We're going to need grace and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. This is the way of Christ. Mm -hmm. And in that confession, when I think we're all able to say it together, that's why I'm encouraged. I wasn't encouraged. I gave up on America, Deuce. I was ready to go into season two saying, and be careful, I'm not an anarchist. I'm not saying I'm not American. I'm just telling you, I had gotten to the point where I was like, don't ask me to hope in it anymore. Don't ask me to take a false oath. Don't ask me to hope in it anymore because we're not having truthful discussions about it. I don't believe it anymore. But I think if we're able to, I'm feeling like I'm, ch- I'm turning, I feel my heart turning as I'm watching what's going on that maybe we're gonna be able to say together, together with one voice, we're Jacob, we're the supplanter. We're the trickster. I have no idea what happened. So America's like a time limit. Yeah. year. So basically, all I was going to... Let me wind they, that up and just say... No, no, no. They they, they, they heard you
1: talking. America, <laughs> shut <laughs> me down. <laughs> all is this
0: that, it's so, <laughs> America. It's who she's always been. Yeah, it's who she's always been. But the glory I see, the hope I have now in America is that if we can just confess that and say it, I think on the other side of that, God has maybe a proverbial new name and can make us a either a new nation or the nation that we're really supposed to be. The See. one that says okay. I, I, got it, right. I got it. gotta I got yep. Yeah, I got so
1: I got Be easy on me, Professor? No, now no, I don't even know. Go, go, go. No, no. no, no. Well, it's not that it's um I'm not sure man. Um so this so is where I look, believe that I think there's a conflation here, somewhat. Go ahead. I think the church is Jacob. I think right? this is good. It's, it's I think the church is. That. We don't push back on each other enough. Right. Okay. Go right. ahead. You think you think the church is us, good? No, I think the church is mirrors that story, not okay. a secular nation. I think America's is a secular nation, mm-hmm. and I just don't think a secular nation is going to. As a nation, admit I'm Jacob and receive from God some new name. I think God's going to have a new nation. It's called the people of God. And I think sometimes we want from the nation what I don't think the Bible no, gives the individuals. us. Well, now just, yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, in other words, I believe the nations in the Bible, the nations, have people redeemed from the, from the nations? There's no nation that's going to be converted as a nation. And can a nation? Can a nation admit? No. So I'm like, not denying I think that you we- can have national revivals. I'm not. Ha- I'm not right. denying that you can have a national revival. What I'm right. suggesting is because this is what I feel. This is what I find. If they were to do it today. If America, I don't know who, like I don't know what format would have to be. Somebody say, "We're Jacob,
0: we're America, the supplanter. We we came in again." Became- remember, that's that's by way of example of a person. No, I'm just who was. okay. Go ahead. Okay, I'm only saying that if our nation, you said I gave up on,
1: I was almost giving up on America. This and what I'm saying right. is. If America were to do whatever you're saying right here tonight, again, I don't know what that looks like. Is that like but, ABC? But aren't
0: we? Isn't we? Aren't we seeing it a little bit? Like I'm, I'm almost hopeful based on what we're seeing.
1: Okay, we're but seeing my...
0: people. Go ahead. what I'm suggesting
1: is, even if you think you're seeing it, if next year things don't satisfy you or whoever, like whoever says, mm-hmm. "I'm not satisfied." Cause, Cause, once Jacob is t- is changed to Israel, mm-hmm. he's changed. Like, right. like we don't have. Oh, well, you messed up last year, or you're not you're not Israel enough for me. You're still mm-hmm. Jacob.
0: So, in other words, when America. Well, all I'm a, saying is, is it is it possible for America to come true to its tenets? What I'm and suggesting. What I'm saying. So, in is, other words, yes. Well, yeah, I'm saying uh, in it, it, it we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. To come true to that, like well, you're saying, like that's not that may not be possible. What I'm suggesting is we can continue to strive to
1: become a more perfect union, as they say. You can you right. can strive. You can have moments where the nation seems to be unified and there be met, you know, mad change and all of that. I'm saying mm-hmm. yes. What I'm suggesting is. What it's, if you, you know, we can't, we can't stress the, 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 we can't, not that you're doing this. I'm just saying for Mm -hmm. whoever's listening and liking how beautiful the, the Jacob parallel, like Mm -hmm. the Jacob parallel. What I'm suggesting is America, even if they were to do that, even if they were to say whatever, whatever, if they satisfy the person that says we admitted who we were and we, we were transformed we, we 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 like god blessed america right with the god blessed america with the fruit of her repentance mm-hmm. we again nineveh let's use nineveh nineveh had a nineveh had a na, a perf, like a, a national repentance a humility where she recognized right. we need to repent and god right. relented and didn't drop the bomb on nineveh Nineveh. But Nineveh right. is still a pagan nation that went on to oppress Israel,
0: and God had to smash Nineveh, right? Eventually. But see, at the end of the day, I think what you're saying is almost like trying to, like, almost predict the future and say, "Yeah, well, what good would that be? What good would it be if oh, they did? Because they could do I'm not wrong saying that at all."
1: Like, I- I'm not saying that at all. What I'm suggesting is, if if all I'm suggesting is. When a person gets what they are looking for, which is the repentance, yeah. if they live long enough, they may get re-disappointed, which is different than Jacob. In yeah. other words, Jacob is forever in the annals as Israel. His, cha- yeah. his change was a, it wasn't just a transformation for a moment; it was right. a permanent transformation. All I was saying was we have to be careful. That we don't put on America the like strain. We don't strain the 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 Jacob analogy because the mm-hmm. analogy is a person confesses and receives from Yahweh a new name, new nature that doesn't like. But even fl- flop
0: back. But even the- Israel as a nation is wrought with all its problems in the future after that naming of Israel. I agree, but we don't we don't have another
1: jacob transform in other words what you what you don't have is, in other words what keeps somebody from saying this again like in other words somebody thinks this already happened at some point at various points somebody mm-hmm. thinks it happened so
0: unless you're just saying we just constantly need repentance we just constantly think, need I repentance i don't think this i don't think this happened before like i know people have made that claim but part of the I think my pushback on that is, I think everybody's confessing what we're seeing now is something different than what we've seen before.
1: Okay. That's my point. My
0: point is,
1: so it happened. So did it happen already? Like, are we good now? Like, is America finally set it to the point where somebody will now move to, so what's next? Next is bearing fruit in keeping with, it happened if somebody says it happened, it happened. Mm-hmm. Like you had your wrestle, you was wrestled into, into submission. America's changed. She, mm-hmm. she, she's announcing it. She's, she's announced mm-hmm. it. Like in other words, I guess all, I guess all I'm saying really is we're never, we're never really satisfied with it happened. Like that was a, that was a pivotal moment that, that like that was a pivotal moment in Jacob's life. It doesn't mean that Israel, like as a nation, like
0: wasn't going to sin again. But right, right. It, And I'm it, not suggesting that. I'm just saying this sin, this great thing, like even you said early on, America's great sin. This thing that has plagued America for so long, man, one of the things that would be good if we could get it behind us, doesn't mean that she becomes sinless, but this thing... Let's just call it what it is, and let's say it together. Let's sing again, this as the national anthem. Let me give you another you one. Know what I me. Mean? All the Southern Baptist Can seminaries. Can you still hear me? My, my yeah. headphones maybe
1: yeah. getting low. I, I got mm-hmm. you. All this, and I guess I'm just saying this because every time somebody so, sort of has that moment, okay, right. you're right.
0: Somebody calls I'm, them to have another I'm, one.
1: Somebody does it again. It knows they're never satisfied. In other words it's never, it's, it's, it's never good for, it's never, it's never good for too long. It's, it's, I'm reminded that I'm still Jacob even after I've had a Israel transformation, I'm always Jacob. And then somebody says, just say you're Jacob. And then it's almost like, and this is the argument for people who say, man, so where is the, where is the, like, that's why I say I don't think America can actually have it. I think they can, it can have multiple awakenings, words, no, I think we need awakenings, and like I just think that think it's gotta okay. be awakenings. I, now, you know, that's what I'm saying because yeah, yeah. because it's 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 God's not redeeming America, you know. He's redeeming people from America. So in America, so I, I'm just suggesting that what we're having right now, like you said, is a moment of reckoning, and it's a global announcement that can mm-hmm. affect global or, in especially right. in our case, national change. So I think that's good. And we're going to have to have.
0: And I think it can be glorious because it's in line with what, it's in line with God's I agree. Heart. I agree. I agree mm-hmm. on that. And I
1: think that's what everybody is excited about. Everybody's excited mm-hmm. that, that look, we're getting emails from people who say, who, who admit this. I didn't see it. Now I understand stuff that you like, like, how did you not see it? Right. I now see it. It doesn't matter why you didn't see it before, but like it it, it matters less. I should say that you didn't see it before. What matters is you see it. And man, look, Saul had these fake outs, you know, Saul was like, oh man, I'm sorry. I'm tripping. And next scene he's throwing a dagger again. So we got to be careful because we'll get disappointed if we think that it's a one stop you know, shop, but I do like you, I'm suggesting that this national awakening, I like what you call it, the George Floyd awakening. This this Mm -hmm. awakening that came through George Floyd's, you know, death, wrongful death. I believe that this gets our national and of course, international attention. And God can speak, and this is why this gets back to why I believe God wants to do something so expansive that mm-hmm. He actually says, "I know the issue was the floor, but what we're going to do is we're going to fix the pipes too, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the pipes were not the issue, but mm-hmm. since we got the floor ripped up, we right. might as well address the pipes. Yeah, the pipes and we happen to notice that also even on the but in the basement. There's some termite damage that will be a problem later, so we're gonna deal with that. In other words, God's gonna deal with more, and I just Mm -hmm. think that we have to expect Him to deal with more. And Mm -hmm. the the beautiful thing is, He does it, and He overdoes it, you know. And Mm -hmm. um, He's thorough. Again, sometimes we're like, "No, don't worry about that." No, I'm thorough. I'm what? thorough. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm right. I'm 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 snooping and I'm I'm addressing. And um again, man, uh I think that what we've gotta do is praise the God who is at work. Amen. 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 He is at work. And mm-hmm. a lot of people think, yeah, he's at work to judge the people who are wrong. And God says, mm-hmm. Guess what, buddy? I'm doing <laughs> more than that. Right. I'm I'm getting glory. In multiple ways, in, mo- uh, in, in multiple spheres through this. So mm-hmm. just expect mm-hmm. that I'm doing more than you that you got your eyes on. I'm doing more than just creating mm-hmm. changes that are definitely needed. Let's celebrate mm-hmm. the changes that seem to be coming. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing more. And I'm waiting to see the more. This mm-hmm. and the more. And sometimes I think we, we, we sleep on the more.
0: Yeah. But It's amen. amazing, man. And maybe maybe we end on this, and I agree with you, bro. And uh, I pray that God get glory out of this. I pray that people understand that God is the God of the Bible. Jesus Christ is not far from understanding these issues. Matter of fact, he understands it so well that I don't think we'll ever um, – get through this without understanding how well he understands it. So in other words, this whole thing we're dealing with, evil, justice, forgiveness, love, Mm. Mm. is actually the thing that drives us to the cross. Mm. There was an evil done in the world. Mm. God was the one that was out for justice Mm -hmm. and sent his own son to pay for that penalty Mm -hmm. for us out of his love. Mm-hmm. and extended us rather than mm-hmm. uh, wrath, you know, gave us forgiveness. Mm-hmm. This is the gospel. This mm-hmm. is the cross. Without mm-hmm. the cross, there's no answer for none of this. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. I pray that, you know, through all of this, we have even a more um, grand opportunity to present and to proclaim that uh, in a world that may be more sensitized to to hearing these types of messages that come Mm -hmm. from this God, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I, uh, I rejoice with you in that. I'm hopeful Mm -hmm. in that man. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's keep it going. I know there's more to unpack. Yeah. Like I said, uh, sometimes I don't know what, I don't know what, like it's, it's a whirlwind, but God knows and his Holy spirit is at work. He's not caught by surprise by COVID. He's not anxious about Mm -hmm. quarantines and viruses you know what I mean, and he's not worried about riots, and you know the whole non-racism is not—he's it, just not caught by surprise. By it. he, he gave mm-hmm. the remedy for it all, and so that's mm-hmm. what we rejoice in. That's mm-hmm. what we proclaim uh, to the day we got to go home, and so yeah, yeah. Uh, pray he get much glory out of that. So excellent, Father. We thank you for this evening. We thank you for all your many
1: blessings. We pray that you will help our country, help our country as we wrestle through these uh complex times uh help the world as the world is chiming in on what affects america we are special in the eyes of the 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 international community and that's because with all of our mess uh you still graced us uh you still graced us and um man you there's just again this this we will never know we'll never know why You've allowed America to do what it does, but uh we recognize it's not because of some inherent righteousness as well said mm-hmm. we've been tricksters, we've been slicksters uh and yet lord god you 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 can wrestle a Jacob down and make him say uncle and uh cause him to turn from his wicked ways you can you've there's a gospel presence here. There is a gospel witness. There are churches by your grace. Uh, would you bless the church to be a have a prophetic edge, uh, to be salt and light during this time? May we truly see uh national impact to international impact as the gospel uh comes forth, not only through lips, but also through life. Uh help us, Lord, we pray. Uh, if there's anybody out there that's wrestling with the impact of COVID-19, if there's anybody out there uh, from losing loved ones to uh, health, uh, compromised health to uh, employment issues, we pray that you would swoop in, that your grace would be sufficient. Not only that your grace would be sufficient, but that your, uh, your provision would be evident. Uh, use your people. Show yourself mighty. Draw people to yourself. Do all of this in the name of the Lord Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen. Much love, bro. Much
1: love, y'all. God bless. All right. All right. Yep. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.